0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Next Gen Leadership Podcast with your host Chase Merrill, and we've got an incredible guest. Uh, what a privilege and honor today uh, to get to have with us this man of God who uh, is going to be on with us today. His name is John Eldridge, and uh, he is a, a best-selling author. He's a counselor, uh, a teacher. He's man. He's written so many incredible, world-changing books. Um, one of uh one of them uh has really impacted my life in a lot of ways uh but his most his probably the most familiar one that you might might know of or have heard of is a wild at heart um but he's also the the president of ransomed heart uh which is a ministry devoted to helping people discover the heart of god re- recover their their own hearts uh in god's love and learn uh to live really in god's kingdom and um, John and his wife Stacy. They live in the Colorado Springs area in Colorado. Um, and uh, what a privilege, John, to have you on the Next Gen Leadership Podcast today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you, Chase. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah. So, I mean i I got introduced to you
0: uh, as a uh, back in 2015. So, I mean i've heard I've heard of you, and i heard of I heard of Wild at Heart for years. It was like the book every Every one of my dad's friends and all of his. Uh, life group guys bible city guys that throughout felt like years that was such a big staple as a younger guy uh, that i saw on our bookshelf and him read and change his life and different people that it impacted a lot but i didn't really i didn't really catch on to the the wild at heart thing until uh years later and it actually was I'll, it actually was this book right here which is the way of the wild heart oh yeah a little throwback uh which i if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think turned into fathered by god is that right yeah that's okay. right so a buddy of mine uh, named jordan abina who is a a pastor and an author uh, out in the napa valley area a good friend of mine whenever he found out that uh, we were going to have our first child which was going to be a, a boy he's like i just i just read this book the way of the wild heart and it it changed my life and i oh, know you got to read it before you have before you have a kid before you have a, before you're a dad so i was like all right uh and i did i read it and man uh the way that my perspective of the father changed the way that i i feel like i see him more clearly and more accurately um and and know how he feels about me and then how it impacts now still with the four two and four 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 and two year old and a four month old uh but especially for my boys the the father heart to raising sons uh man it transformed me and that was five or six years ago that i read through and um so so, thank you for for all of yeah. the contributions, man. I'm I would I'd love to uh, I'd love to dive in just for even a second about that because that was written a while ago. When when did you write when did you write the way of the wild heart or fathered by God? Oh
1: goodness, <clears throat> I'm thinking that would be like 2006, 2007, yeah. somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. So it's it's been a it's been a while, and when it comes to. Um, you know, the, you've written several books since then. In fact, we're going to talk about today uh, your newest book that just released a couple months ago, but, but I'd love to, I'd love to get your, your thoughts when it comes to, I mean, things that you wrote a while ago in that book, the way of the wild heart fathered, fathered by God, like it, when it comes to the way that, you know, not even just the generation or the, or the culture and society since then from two thousand you know five six to now, but then even more so since we've entered into a new, new season of, uh, of a new a new lifestyle of COVID 19s impact and everything, but but when it when it comes to when it comes to that book, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Current day is is one of the greatest challenges for young men that that you would say that they're facing, and and how can we help? What what would you what would you encourage? You know, leaders that are wanting to raise up future generations of leaders, and maybe specific for young men for a moment. What what are one of the greatest challenges you're seeing them face today? Uh, and and how, how do you think we can
1: help with that? So, Chase, um, the the reason the book resonated with so many guys is because it talks about masculine initiation, that we need to go through a process as men, no matter what age we are. And hopefully it starts in boyhood with a good dad and, or a good uncle or a grandfather. But it's a process that's still going on, you know, for a man when he's 70, yeah. the, the masculine initiation, how God forms men. But here's the problem, Chase. It can't happen digitally. Yeah. It doesn't. The, there's no digital flat tires. Yeah, that's good. There there you just can't learn the things you need to learn because God shapes men through the, the real world. And it, it's learning all those lessons, you know, kind of one of the mantras or the sayings or you know maxims of, of the book is there is a way things work. Right. And and so you can't turn your canoe sideways in the river or you're flipping. Right. You 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 can't you know, over-tighten that bolt on your, on your engine head gasket, or you're going to strip it. You, right. can, you know, you can't treat a woman like a man, or you're going to lose her. You, right. There's a way things work. And you can't learn any of that digitally. And so I think the challenge that's ahead for us, personally, as individuals, is to find ways that God can shape us, grow us, strengthen us, that that don't involve technology but those of us in ministry and those of us wanting to shape you know the coming generation we're going to have to f- figure a way to do it without technology as well
0: right what when it, when it when it comes to the reality of the current state of i mean obviously such such and it's not going to last forever but obviously we're seeing we're seeing a huge impact on how the the primary form of any kind of key connectivity is through a virtual space, through, through technology. Uh, I mean, through, through your lens, is it something that you would say when it comes to reaching young men and it comes to helping them become walk in that God given masculinity? Is it, is there, is there anything that we can be doing through these kind of, you know, through these kind of filters that would, that would be beneficial to speaking into that and to helping that form?
1: Yeah. Yes, of course. <clears throat> as long as we recognize the limits of it. I mean, right. first off, you know, you use the word just reaching young men. If you're going to reach young men, you're going to do it online. Yep. And it's, it's through podcasts like this. It's through good conversations. It's through talking, talking to where they're at, use it. And also, I mean, you know, Zoom and other technologies, they've got that awesome breakout, uh, small group feature right. and, You can get people into small groups and get them to interact. We're doing it as a ministry right now. Good. Um, So they're in the meantime. But I'm also, I'm urging guys, like, you got to get outside. Like all the research on the need of the human soul to just take a walk outside, ride your bike, you know, get in the woods, get in the water, like now more than ever. Right. Because we're so digitized, right? right. Like right. if you're working, if you're working at home, you are online for like 10 hours a day. Right. Right. It's madness. Yeah. So you got, you got to get outside. You got to yeah. do some real things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know just through listening through to some of your, your guys' podcasts, Ransom, Ransom Heart and through, through that book, uh, your, your, your love and passion for the outdoors. And, um, I, I I, I even hear bow hunting like I know there's some of those things there i'm a i'm a I'm a pretty passionate outdoorsman and, and bow hunter myself in that world of things uh when it when it comes to the next generation so let me just something that i'm observing as a youth pastor, young adult pastor, and a next generation leader uh it appears as if now this isn't this isn't a blanket universal statement but this is I'd love to get your thoughts on this. It appears as if as you know generations continue on we're seeing less and less and less of that that exposure and that introduction to that to the world of the outdoors and being outside and I know you you, you know you kind of mentioned this a little bit in in your new book just about you know uh, the the percentage of of what a person spends you know their their life compared indoors compared to outdoors and you know love to hear a little bit more about that but but when it comes to what I'm seeing with the next generation there's just a there's less and less guys especially guys and gals but guys especially who are even raised in with the exposure of 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 some of those things that they don't even, they don't even know what it tastes like. Uh, What, what, I mean, are you, are you seeing that from this, you know, obviously from a different generation looking down um, what would you say when it comes to the next generation getting the the exposures getting less and less and less? Like if I were to say, let's go camping to a bunch of my millennial friends, half of them have never been camping before, or if they did, they went one time and it was a, it was a, maybe not a great experience and they never went back. They wouldn't have a sleeping bag or a tent. They wouldn't have a pair of hiking boots that they wouldn't, you know, rub crazy blisters on their feet. What, what would you say to that in this, in this generation to, that can help, help guys that have never been exposed? Yeah. How are you seeing that world of
1: things? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I see what you see, Chase. Um, and it's, it's real sad. Yeah. Uh, because human beings are made to flourish in the creation that God made. It's not like that. There's outdoor people and non-outdoor people. Right. Uh, Adam and Eve um, and all their sons and daughters were given creation. This is this is the environment we were made to live in. Now there's people that, you know, their joy might be the beach, and somebody else it's mountain climbing, and there's sure. people. It's like, I like to go for a run or whatever. That's fine. But but we really need to make clear that this isn't optional for human health it's like, um, it's like people saying, yeah, I just want to eat junk food. And and you go, yeah, I know you do. And I know it tastes awesome. But it's not good for you. Um, and that's what a completely artificial life does, you know, a life that's completely lived indoors and, and largely online. So I do see what you see. But um, here's what we can do. Those of us who are who have a heart for young men in particular those of us who who have a heart for masculine formation um we have an we have an incredible opportunity to show them the joy of it right you, you can't yeah. start with super like don't don't start with hey let's all run a 10k right. hey, you know right. don't don't start there like right. get real rid- you know, um, most guys are not ready are not ready to take on a hunting experience, um, and that takes a lot of explanation and it takes a lot of prayer. Like it's a very sacred thing, as you know. Yep. Uh, it's not about going out and killing animals. That's um, but you have to explain that. Right. And you don't start there, right? So what I would say is that we have the opportunity right now to create some things in our churches and and in our ministries that initiate young men into masculine experiences, crawl, walk, run, like start yeah. really small, start, start with some basic stuff. And and the most basic stuff, by the way, is just guys hanging out. Yep. Like that's what guys need more than anything. They need to hang out and talk about life with other guys. Yep. Uh, in a non-digital space. So you create campfires, you create, you know, uh, bike trips you 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 create morning runs you you know if you're near the if you're near the the coast you create a morning paddle or something and you just it's an hour that's all you're asking guys come hang out with us for an hour but if they taste it as they taste the nourishing power of it you're not going to have to convince them yeah you just you just have to introduce them to it that's good yeah, and you
0: talk about you talk a lot about in in your new book uh Get Your Life Back, which just just came out a few months ago. Uh we'd love to dive into that a little bit because because we're we're experiencing something as a as a world, uh, especially the western world the United States especially in the season the digital virtual space has been pretty all consuming and uh and you 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 recognize that in a in a new and profound way and really begin to speak into it with with this new book. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about get your life back and, uh, and, and really like why you wrote it, why, why it came out of you, what, what motivated that and, 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 you know, getting your life back from, from what, if you were to try to answer that question, like where, what, where is it lost or how is it lost? would love to hear more on that.
1: Yeah. From the crazy, um, from the chaos, the modern world right before COVID, but actually it, we can talk a little bit about you know sheltering now it's it's even more crazy yeah but but we, we the crazy was building over the last 30 years and it's it's a it's a perfect storm of too much to do too much on your mind too much being asked of you there's just so much we're running and 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 the problem with technology is that everybody can get a hold of you 24/7 right and and so the need is always there like it used to be you'd leave work, you come home, you leave work at work. Well, that that doesn't even exist anymore. Right, like, right. We're all working at home, you know, and and so it's this perfect storm of pace of life, complexity, and then the barrage of media news information, and and what all that does is it erodes the soul. Yeah. It's like it's like, you know, the flash floods that just take away the riverbank this stuff is just eroding us and 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 why i wrote the book is because it eroded me like i just got fried by it all i got cooked i was trying to keep pace i i love to get stuff done i love to be out there you know in people's lives in the action doing things with god's up to and I, i just got cooked by it yeah and and I didn't like the symptoms, you know. I I stopped. My wife gave me a mountain bike for Christmas. I hadn't ridden it in four months, you know. I loved to read. I'd stop reading. Loved to listen to music. Wasn't listening to music anymore. Like I just noticed these symptoms of John. Everything that gives you life, you stop stopped doing, and all this stuff that drains you is your twenty four seven now. Right. And 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 then the big thing. Chase, like to get to like just cut to the quick here is here was my discovery. I kept asking for God's help. And I'm, I'm like, Lord, I know you're the answer. Like, help. Like, I need your strength. I, I, I need your love. I, I need your guidance. And I was having a really hard time connecting with God. And what I discovered uh, was something that all the, you know, ancients knew about the soul. The soul. Is the way you connect with God. The soul is the means by which we receive God. And so if your soul is like the desert, you know, you can't receive the thunder shower, it just runs off of you. Right. You know, it's so for me, it was, oh, I have to care for my soul so that I can receive God, so that I can live. The life I want to live, which is joyful, loving, you know, full and rich, instead of harried, haggard, tense, dried yeah. out. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. So in the in the world of social media, and you know, one of the things that I'm seeing with with millennials and you know, kind of early uh, Gen Gen Z that's coming up, or, or I guess older Gen Z uh they're hungry. A lot of them actually are, are more hungry than the than a lot of the society would give them credit for in regards to being driven and wanting to to get after it in life to some of the things that uh, you know that, that the for the Christian space that God's put on their heart, their calling, their uh the things in the future. And one of the things that I see is this uh increase in the platforms of social media being a, you know obviously a tool. A place for influence and, and growing in influence and in growing in your ability to speak into the world around you and the people around you to influence and impact them, um, but then I can see that it's it's also it, it 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 the tool quickly can become a trap in that you know I've experienced this personally where man, I want to make the biggest impact that I possibly can on planet earth with the time that God's given me before I go into eternity. I want to, I want to make the biggest dent for eternity right now that I can. And so part of me thinks like, okay, I got to make the biggest difference with, with my influence that I possibly can. And I want, I want to make my voice heard. I want to, I want to, I want to reach people. Uh, and I think sometimes in, in effort to do that, people get lost in the vortex of all consuming social media platform and, connectivity and and content creation. I got to, I got to make this, I got to do another post. I got to do another video. I got to do another podcast and another blog. And, and I mean, what do you, what do you say to that? Because obviously you, um, you know, you were were in the new world of, of technology and social media, like never before. Uh, it's, it is one of the greatest ways to reach people, but how, how do you personally strike a balance? And then what would you say to the young leader that's wanting to maximize their influence for the kingdom of God, but not become a slave to the platform of social media or the the need to constantly be producing what 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 have you seen what would you say
1: to that there's a there's a good use for social platforms because they do build your audience and they do help people feel connected to you Um, but we need to be honest that if our goal is impact particularly for God Our goal, that means changed lives. Um, The big lie is that more is better. And it's not true. Uh, You know, making sure that you're getting something posted every day, making sure you're getting, you know, that stuff does not change people's lives. Yeah. If what we are after, so I, I hear the longing for impact and I love it. God put that longing in you. We have to be very honest that, that bigger is not better and more is not better. That genuine impact for the kingdom of God is still the way Jesus did it. It's life to life. And and the impact we're looking for is transformation.
0: Yeah,
1: We, we want to see people... Well, we want to see people deep. We want to see people in a life with God that they wouldn't trade for anything. And that can't be accomplished if you are a thousand miles wide and an inch deep. That's so good. Uh,
0: when it comes to the pace, um, when it comes to distractions in that whole world, I mean, you you talk about some some daily habits that you've kind of come up with to help you minimize that distraction and really keep your soul healthy could you share some some of those with us today
1: yeah cuz this is this is where the rubber meets the road is that in this crazy world and and it just got crazier it didn't get less crazy with the pandemic it got more crazy right we we have to make some deliberate choices to take care of our souls to like nourish and enrich and deepen our souls because when we come out of this It's going to be the strong souls who will be the people that bring hope and leadership and, and the lightweights who didn't take care of their souls are going to be so dried out and so fried from it. They're not going to be able to provide good leadership. Oh, that's good. Yeah, man, this is, this is the real stuff. So yeah, let me recommend some things. Yeah. Um, You know, real simple, put boundaries around your technology. Do not, do not do not check your phone first thing in the morning don't don't check news don't check your feed um the first part of your morning you get to be a human being you you take and i'm talking 15 minutes like this isn't massive monasticism here everybody can do this take 15 minutes right you if you like coffee or tea or whatever you do in the morning make a cup sit on your porch and just be like maybe read something maybe listen to some worship or you just sit there and you just let yourself have a soulful start to your day and then when you get to the end of your day same thing sometime in your evening it all gets shut down and and you know whatever that is for you 8 p.m 9 p.m and you can save the last couple hours of the day the last hour for your soul yeah and you do real stuff you listen to music you play a game you you know work on a painting that you're doing or you do a little writing or journaling and it's very very you're you're caring for your soul and and those two choices right there everybody can do that yeah there's there's nobody there's nobody that can say i can't do that um another thing i would i would say is really it's going to be surprising to some of your listeners you need beauty. You need beauty in your life right now, mm-hmm. every day, because beauty heals the human soul. And we know this because it, it's so fascinating. Like, why do we send flowers? We, we know when somebody's hurting or somebody lost, you know, we send flowers. Mm-hmm. When somebody's, you know, sick or in the hospital, we send flowers. And, and the reason is beauty brings hope and beauty soothes the soul it comforts, it heals. And and in a very digital moment like ours, I mean, I'm working from home, we're all online all day. Right. Um, it, you've got to make some choices to get beauty in your life. So like, sit on your porch, listen to the songbirds, like, come out in the evening, look at the sky, like just do very simple practices, play some music, let beauty back in your life and and do it every day, like let beauty nourish you and and as you like little steps like this, your soul starts doing better yeah and and then you crave it, like then you go, oh, what else can I do to take care of my soul like you know and it's really good, it starts like a really holy momentum
0: one of the one of the things yeah i mean i don't I don't think I've heard it put like that painted like that 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 concept of of how much we need beauty and how it is healing to our souls but man that just resonates that makes a lot of sense i, I mean just why people why people so enjoy a sunrise and a sunset there's just something that it does you're right at a deeper inner part of us uh that, yeah
1: and you can and you can get it every day i mean right. it's the sun it's the sunlight in the in your window in the morning. it's the sound of rain on the roof it's it's you know the the your the face of your children. Like we got to get out on vacation, or you know, I got to try and get to Europe, or we need to get to the art museum, or whatever. Like, not even. It's right here. Right. So
0: good. Um, what? Another question, just about this idea of of relief and your soul being restored. Like you you talk about in the book, some of the differences between relief and restoration. What What is the difference between relief and restoration?
1: Yeah. It. It's 3 hours on Netflix versus a mountain bike ride. Yeah, it's good. Like honestly, you know, everybody can just name this cuz we all reach for relief. You know, I get done with a day and I'm I got zoom gloom, man, I'm right. fried. <laughs> right. I'm fried. Yeah. And and th- this is what the modern world does. It fries, it fries. And so I'm fried and I'm looking for some relief and it looks like, oh man, I'm just going to have several several drinks tonight or i'm just going to eat the entire bag of cookies or i'm just going to binge binge watch three hours of my hunting shows but the (laughs) thing about relief is at the end of it you don't feel better right it's the quick simple test it's like when you're done you know with three hours of halo like are you better and and you go no i still feel cooked you know um or i feel even worse you know because i drank too much beer last night or whatever it is Restoration is what we need, and when you're when you do something that's restorative, like you just go outside and take a walk, and and sometimes for me, I can't get there until like ten at night. Yeah, do it anyway. Like you go outside, you take a walk, because when you come back, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Yeah, you know. So it's you know, listening to music. I've named a bunch. It's you know, the beauty pieces, um, the things that we need to reach for are things that restore us. And, and not just the quick relief, yeah. because espe- especially in this hour when, you know, human beings were never meant for this, that, you know, we weren't meant to be sheltered, you know, it's solitary confinement. We're not meant to not hang out with people. Right. Um, we need, we need human touch. We need human interaction, all of it. You know, we're not meant to have a constantly uncertain future. This is very, very, very hard on the human soul. And so we've got to be very, very, very intentional to push back and say, okay, I got to do something restorative today. What, what's my restoration today?
0: What With with COVID-19's impact, and your book obviously came out before uh, it was released, you know, a good month or so before everything kind of took off. Is there anything that you would have, you, or you now that, you know, you're, you're talking about it, having conversations about it and it's out there, is there anything you would, would have shifted or emphasized even more about one of the principles or concepts in your book. Um, just in, in, in where we are with, with shelter in place and quarantine and COVID-19. Yep.
1: yeah, yeah. I would have put in a chapter on the necessity of human contact Mm. because I, I, I'm, I think this is a load of BS. I, I, you know, um, you can't cut people off from people. They don't understand. Like I've been in the mental health world for almost 40 years. Like you can't, you can't do this to people. Right. And, and so here's some things you can do. Um, well, I, you know, there's different regulations in different States and even in different counties, but like my, my son's wife works in the hospital. So we, we, we can't see them like she's, you know, she's exposed to COVID every day. And, um, but here's what I can do. So I drove, I said, dude, we need beers. I'm coming over. I am going to sit in the back of my truck. You're going to sit on your front porch and we're going to have a real conversation. And, and it, and just the human contact of, Yeah. Was, was so good. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot you can do. You can, you can talk to your neighbors over the fence. You can talk to the people, you know, that are a balcony over in your apartment. Like you can do some things, I would have written a whole chapter about don't be afraid of people. Because the message is, oh, you know, don't hug, don't touch, don't, you know, masks in stores, you gotta wear a mask all the time. I'm watching people wearing face masks now in their cars. Right, right. And and I just want to tell them, yeah, you understand you can't get COVID-19 by yourself in your car. Right? No, like, nobody's there. Nobody's there next to you. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. So yeah. like take the mask off. But but we have just so you know, negative news has a much greater psychological impact, loads Mm. of research on this than positive news, right? Right, And so we have bombarded people with negative news. uh, And and what I want to come back and say, you need human interaction. Mm. And so whatever you can do that's in the spirit of the law, you know, whatever you can do that kind of honors what we're all trying to honor, but still gets you, you know, I'm watching guys go for bike rides. And it's like, yeah I'll meet you on the trail, and you know we're gonna be eight or ten feet apart anyway right so we we can go for a bike ride like you need that right in this time yeah
0: absolutely um it's it's a tough one it's tough watching its effect on people and uh and and I think that you know it's it's we we need the Lord to really to really be our strength to help us through to help us through it, you know, to stay, to stay healthy and to keep, to keep yep. pushing through and, 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 you know, honestly exposing some of the things, I think one of the things that as a young husband and a young dad that I've learned uh, in this season is I've got more sin in me that the Lord needs to work out than I thought that I thought I did. <laughs> I don't know how much of that is just because of the patience yeah. capacity that I didn't realize isn't as large with my kids or whatever, but man, I mean, it's, I hope people are, are also seeing, you know the the underlying work of what God can and, and wants to do in them through all of this too. That they're not just pushing it aside. I don't think a lot of them can push it aside anymore because if it's they're having to they had to deal with some things probably more than they ever have in whether it be relational conflict or issues inside their own home or just fears of the future and their control issues. I think one of the things that man, I'm I'm realizing about myself is I need I need more of Jesus than ever. I need His grace and His yep his forgiving power uh, more than ever in my life to help me be be healed and be whole. And uh, I know I have yes. that in, have that fully in Christ, but when it just, man, just a couple more questions that I'd love to ask just when it comes to, especially like your relationship with God and, and all of, of all the things that you, you talk about in your new book, what would you say has been like the biggest difference for your soul and your personal relationship with God?
1: Well, so the fight has always been for our attention, mm. and what the modern world did was it fragmented our attention, and and honestly, like some of the research coming out, uh, so that you 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 lose your attention span. Mm. But if you read any of the saints down through the ages on spiritual growth, spiritual transformation that that all happens because you're able to give God your attention hmm. and so what what you know Psalm 1 it's like if you want to be the tree that's planted by the river whose leaves never wither and in everything they do they prosper it, it, it what makes those trees those people who are like that is they can give God their attention and so <clears throat> I, I want to connect two thoughts because you were just addressing, wow, this this stuff coming up in us that really, really needs some work. You know, we didn't know our character needed that much work. right um, that's, that's okay. Use it. Like, yep. here you are and it's coming up. Use it um, and, and let that be where you go with God. And so, is it your anger? You know, is it depression? Is it anxiety? Is it fear getting in? Like, go, go with it with God. And this is what I'm doing every week. And and I'm just saying, Jesus, uh, I'm feeling anxious uh, or I'm really angry. I need you to come into this. Meet me here, Lord. Meet me here. What is this about? And I just begin the conversation like, come in, come in, come into this, Lord. I invite you into it rather than trying to just push it down and discipline away. Instead, we look for healing. we look for whole, we look for wholeness there. So come into this Lord, meet me here. I need your love. I I need, what are you saying? And, and, and then that lets you give your attention to God in the very places that he is wanting to bring more wholeness into your life.
0: As a, as a, so a a dad, a husband, right? I mean, I, I I don't, I don't know. Um, You've got three, you've got three kids
1: yes three sons mm-hmm. three
0: three uh three men and and uh what are their ages?
1: yep, they're your age now okay. they're in their late they're in their late twenties
0: so just so from a from a dad to a to a son, if you will in that in that bracket of of the spiritual fathers and spiritual sons i'm like I've mentioned a couple of times i'm I'm seven and a half years into marriage, got a four and a half year old a two and a half year old and a four month old what what's one piece of encouragement you know that you you would share? for for somebody like me in this season that that you wish you could have told yourself twenty years ago, thirty years ago heres
1: yep here's here's what you need to know you're doing great and you're gonna be okay. you're doing great
0: mm.
1: and you're gonna be okay because when you're in your knees and you're trying hard, you don't believe that, yeah, and so you strive and you overwork, and you overgive, and you overdo, or you pull back because you feel like you're failing, and so you get resigned, and you get discouraged, you just need to know you're doing great, and you're going to be fine.
0: So good. So good. Well, well, John, what a privilege, man, to get to have you and have this conversation today. Uh, so yes,
1: thanks. I loved it.
0: Yeah, so thankful for your impact and in, in your leadership around the world through 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 your work. If if people want to want to get your books or get this new book, uh, get your life back: everyday practices for a world gone mad. Uh, where where's the best place to point them to go get it?
1: Well, you know, Amazon right now because nobody yeah. can go right. to a store. <laughs> right, that's
0: so true. Right.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a Kindle version. There's an audio book uh, on Oasis. Uh, those are easier easier to get right now too. Um, yeah, man, this has been such a rich conversation, Chase. Thank you. Thanks for what you're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. God bless John, praying for you and your family. And thank you for the kingdom impact, man, that you as a man of God have had on my life and so many others. God God bless you, sir.
1: Thank you. I'm so grateful. Bless you too.
0: Man, so cool. So cool. What a privilege to get to have that conversation with John Eldridge. What a legend, man. He is such a, an amazing man in God and uh, he's influenced and impacted my life in such a huge way so if you if you missed it uh get your life back everyday practices for a world gone mad john's new book is available everywhere uh amazon kindle everywhere else you can get a book you can get it online there um you can follow all of his his resources and other work ransomedheart.com he's got a podcast he's got all kinds of great stuff i just encourage you uh, to go check that check that out and dig through it and even dig into the archives a little bit there's just some incredible stuff in there to check to check out so thanks for listening today to the next gen leadership podcast um we mean our heart is just to continue to see you guys encouraged and empowered and equipped to reach the next generation with the gospel and i hope that conversations like today leave you hungry for more of god and getting closer to him and getting healthier as a man of god as a woman of god as as a person of god and a leader we'll see you next time